they started to basically talk, touch, and interact with the unconscious patient and give that patient the feeling, you're not alone here, we take care, we communicate with you. And what came out of that is nothing short of a miracle. Brain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. Hi, I'm Nova Lorraine, your host and founder of Rain Magazine. And as you know, Rain Magazine is on a mission to inspire millions worldwide. We are excited to bring you another episode where we interview the gutsiest founders and rainmakers from around the globe in fashion, culture, and technology. Sit back and learn tips, hacks, and words of wisdom where you can unleash your superpowers. Today, I'm excited to introduce you again to Dr. Brillinger. He was with us a few episodes ago discussing how attention changes everything. We invited him back due to the popularity of that episode to share some more quantum science secrets. Welcome back, Dr. Brillinger. Well, thank you, Nova, for having me back. I'm very excited for another great show. So let's get started. Yes, awesome. And for those of you who haven't had an opportunity to listen to the Attention Changes Everything episode, Dr. Brillinger started his entrepreneurial pursuits in the area of real estate and construction and then moved on to follow his passions to study Vedic science and quantum science for many years. And we are always interested in finding hidden secrets and unknown tips and how we can be more creative and productive as entrepreneurs. And so today we're going to focus on health. And we are in a time now where there's new viruses popping up all over. People that I know are getting pneumonia more frequently, which you know, didn't really happen a lot when I was growing up. And then we have issues as it relates to our mental health, not just our physical health. And so I want to really focus more in on our physical health, Dr. Bellinger, and some of the things that you can share with us from a quantum science perspective. Yeah. So why don't you go for it? Share something with us that we, uh, we can apply. Yeah. Look, I think the topic couldn't be more fitting uh, right now because Obviously, everybody is following what's going on in China, and there's very little actual information what's going on. We don't know what's true and what's not true. And if you look at, at health from a quantum perspective, and there we're already at the first step to look at what is going on, right? I mean, I mean, most of us have so hectic and busy lives that they hardly ever have time to look at how am I actually? How am I really feeling? What's going on? And to really take time out of the busy schedule and, and see what state we are in. And unless something starts hurting or not working or, you know, we, and then mostly we are already moved away from health into what could be called sicknesses. So once we are there, of course, we, we have to then use all kinds of tricks and medicines and ways to go back. But in a way, you know, the perfect way is to prevent even getting going there. And that's where quantum physics has many advices. 
Well, I'm really excited to hear more about prevention. I'm, I completely believe in that philosophy. We know that food is a big part of keeping our, min, our immune system strong, learning about different herbs and supplements that can also add to that. What are some areas that we can add to what we're already doing to prevent from getting sick to begin with? Well, let me share your story. In the late 70s, uh, Russia did a lot of experiments with um, viruses and bacteria, And they wanted to know why does somebody get sick and others don't. And, and obviously, you know, they, they checked like the, the obvious things like how fit are you? Uh, how is your heart rate? Um, do you work out? What do you eat? And they, they, they understood there's some, of course, uh, correlation. I mean, if you don't eat good all the time, it's probably not good. Uh, and we all know that. It was still not completely conclusive. And so they did a test where they exposed people to, of course, non-deadly viruses and bacteria, and then went a little bit more in the psyche of the people. And what they found out was amazing, because whoever in that control group who said, well, in the moment I'm in love, did not get sick even once. So just be in love all the time. And this is a perfect prevention. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you're saying this was an experiment that was done in Russia? Yes. Okay. And they took a group of people and they exposed them to a non-deadly virus and then tested those that attracted the virus and those that didn't or those that had caught the virus and those that didn't? Yeah, basically it was those people who later on revealed that they're in the moment, you know, freshly in love or just freshly engaged in, 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 in a very, we would call it in an emotional high. Mm -hmm. None of them ever got sick. Wow. Like none. <laughs> that is so amazing. So those that reported that they were in love right? As you said, it had this emotional high from a recent engagement or relationship or marriage, whatever that was. Those individuals stayed healthy. Exactly. I mean, the, the point of that experiment was to find out what is like the ultimate prevention from getting sick. And wow. interesting-wise, what came out was that emotional high of being in love, of being in this loving situation that was the reason that actually made people absolutely immune. Unbelievable. Okay. I could, I could see that though, for sure. The question is for those listeners that aren't madly in love right now, how can they achieve that same resistance to different viruses or colds or illnesses? I mean, I think that's pretty incredible and I could see why, uh, you know, if you're on cloud nine and um, I'm sure... A lot of us can attest to what that experience is like. But for those that are not in that at the moment, what can they do or how can they bring in that emotional high into their daily life? Well, if you believe Rumi, uh, who was a Sufi master, I mean, he has a saying that, you know, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, be in love. And the idea what he meant behind that is that look, when we are in love, there are certain parts of our brain very, very active. Mm. And that has been measured even with modern science that, you know, some couples fall into in love and fall out of love. And then often maybe also the relationship ends. 
But then there's these couples who say, what's the secret of your marriage? And they're like 25 years married. And they say, well, we're just madly in love. And then they measure their brains. And funny why is that activity that you have at the beginning when you fall in love just stayed in the same kind of active mode. And it just never stops. So in a way, we can condition ourselves to be in that emotional high. And wouldn't it be awesome to be always in love, always happy, always excited? Oh, yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking that, you know, that emotional high, that in love feeling is not just limited to our intimate or romantic relationships. I mean, you can be in love with your hobby, your whatever you're doing athletically or a new job or a new trip that's coming up. I mean, you literally could find something, anything to be quote unquote in love with, right? Just to keep that emotion going, to create that loop. I think that's the point, you know, in a way, you know, being in love with work, being in love with what you do, being in love with the people that surround you, you know, just having that excitement every day, this complete renewal. This is one of the basic uh, also understanding of quantum physics that we look at everything again, like with the eyes of childhood, you know, with mm. big glances and, oh my God, you know, I mean, yes. that of course also creates very, very different energy in your body. And basically your immune system works perfect. You're, you're healthy. You feel good. You, everything works out in a positive way. And it's really not necessarily only what you think. It's how you look at everything. So looking at it with the wonderment of a child to keep that emotion really high and the energy that you need to keep a strong immune system. Okay. I can absolutely see that being doable, you know, so when we think back to our childhood and the moments that really stick with us, you know, when we, I liked playing outside, I have four brothers, so I was definitely a little tomboy growing mm -hmm. up and, you know, just finding different things, you know, hunting around the yard or building forts and um, meeting a new friend in the neighborhood, you know, those things, you know, created that same sort of, hi, you know, like, whoa, you know, so cool. You're playing hide and seek or whatever it was. And so um, either finding an activity or a project or something to look forward to to conjure that feeling or trying to go back in time to a place, a moment, a story where you had that sense of wonderment and that excitement and a feeling that you could sort of equate for being in love, you know, being in love with this new discovery, you know, whatever it is. So that's pretty cool. And that doesn't involve any supplements. <laughs> exactly. So one of the things I want to bring up was a statement that my oldest son one day had shared with me. He came home from school and he said, mommy, do you know that you, that everyone needs 12 hugs a day to grow? And this was years ago that he said this, and it has stuck with me since. And let me tell you, my kids use that, okay? When they're, <laughs> mommy, I need a hug. Remember, we need 12 hugs a day. <laughs> and there's science and research behind how hugs, this the simple form of touching someone, will reduce the hormones that produce stress or anxiety. Talk to me a little bit about that. I thought that was really interesting as well. 
I totally believe in that. There's actually one story that comes to mind immediately. I'm a a friend of a person uh, that others would call a guru in India, and her name is Amma. And maybe you have heard of her. She basically goes around and hugs people. And literally, opposite to other gurus, she doesn't have like a distinct philosophy or she doesn't, you know, like tape, you know, complicated speeches. All she does is going around and give people long, genuine hugs. And mm. I learned to know her, oh my God, this is almost 20 years ago. And back, t- back then I lived in Kerala and, you know, back then it was quite easy, you know, to know about each other because back then, you know, being a foreigner in that part of the world, you were, you know, almost like a very exotic person. So I got invited to different places and met different people that maybe it's difficult to meet today. And I've seen her hug people and so many adults would just cry from just getting a single hug. And I think we all need that. We, I mean... I mean, think about when you were a child and you fell down and you hurt your knees. And what do you want? You don't want a doctor. You want, you want your mom and you want a big hug and yes. know <laughs> everything is good. And, and funny why everything is good then. Yes, that's so true. I don't think that ever goes away. I think that whenever we're feeling down or, you know, lost or disappointed, you know, or gone through some sort of failure, you know, hug does wonders. And to know that it could actually help you grow, like physically grow and keep your your immune system strong, keep your heart healthy, you know, things that we take for granted. I'm a hugger. So when I say hello or bye to someone, I automatically go for the hug, but not everyone is, you know, and I get that. I love that, that exchange, you know, and to know that it's also, you know, providing that sort of health benefit to whoever's getting the hug is, is definitely a benefit. So I thought that was pretty cool. And like I said, my kids definitely use it (laughs) often to remind me when they, uh, they're much bigger now. So it's their excuse to come in for the hug that I thought was pretty cool. So what other quantum science secrets do you have up your sleeves that you want to share with us to help keep us healthy? Well, I love the hug story. This is really wonderful. And it brings me to another idea that has, uh, there's a German-Austrian doctor. His name is uh, Rüdiger Darke. And I'm sorry, say his name again. Uh, Rüdiger Darke. I'm, I'm sorry I'm speaking that very German. <laughs> That's so okay. He basically wrote different books. And in, in one book, he discusses that, you know, because you mentioned that before, that people have more pneumonia, you know. And mm-hmm. he kind of found out, or not only he, that, you know, especially children who are neglected have pneumonia. And then he thought, hmm, that's interesting. So he researched a little bit more. And then he found out that, funny wise, people who are in intensive care have a lot of pneumonia, who are unconsciousness and mm-hmm. unconscious and lying there. So then they started to think, okay, how can it be? Because in intensive care, Everything is sterile. Everything is super clean. That right. should not be an area where you get easily pneumonia. And mm-hmm. they checked the rooms and they also could not find like a lot of bacteria. So then they thought, okay, if neglect is leading to that kind of a disease, what can we do? So guess what they started? They started to basically 
talk, touch, and interact with the unconscious patient. And kind of, you know, give that patient the feeling you're not alone here. We take care. We 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 communicate with you. And I mean, what came out of that is nothing short of a miracle. Mm. The case of pneumonia on those stations who do that went back by almost ninety percent. Wow. Where was this based? This was uh, done in Germany. In, this was in uh, Germany. Oh, that's right. In, in okay. different hospitals. So uh-huh. in order to verify the uh, theory, because, you know, you can't just do it only in one place. And what then they did further in the study is that they found out, look, we all have bacteria in our lung all the time. Okay. Even if we are healthy. But we keep them, so to say, in check. Our immune system can control it. It's even good to have certain bacteria because sometimes right. we also use these bacteria to fight other bacteria. And That's the immune true. system is like a genius kind of kind of master who keeps everything in check and balance. So the, the question is just when does the imbalance happen? And uh, it seems that touch, love, happiness, all these like emotional things we need are so important to stay healthy. More, more important than anything else. Wow. And so the, these patients that were in these ICU units that were unconscious was uh, getting a high rate of pneumonia in a quote-unquote sterile environment, which led to these experiments, which they found that by interacting with touch and attention and love, that the patients, the incidence of pneumonia went down by 90%. Imagine fascinating. that. Fascinating. And I wonder how many hospitals here in our country actually have a program that's similar. I'm, I'm fascinated, so I'm going to have to just do some research on my own. And how can we apply that to our daily lives as creatives and entrepreneurs? Well, look, especially as entrepreneurs, we tend to really run here, run there, sacrifice time for growing our company, growing our business. And I think that's fine, of course. You know, in, in a way, this is the art of the deal, so to say. But mm-hmm. I think we need to really not forget, you know, these little things in between. Like, you know, like when you close a deal, why not give everybody a hug? Why <laughs> not have that as a company culture? Or mm-hmm. if you don't want to hug a person because you feel the person maybe not, Give a pat on the shoulder, you know, have some human emotions in everything and make people feel good, surprise people. You know, how often did your boss come into the company and made a surprise in the morning and gave everybody a donut or everybody a free coffee or, you know, Mm. be spontaneous, be new every moment. Mm. Because I think what really kills us most is being gray, is repeating and repetition. Oh, interesting. And from a perspective of quantum mechanics, there's nothing more basically diffracting, there's nothing more separating us from reality than repetition. Wow. Because repetition is never new. It's always the same. And Mm -hmm. let's be honest, we are normally bored with repetition. I mean, a few good things can repeat. But even if they're all the time the same, we don't feel them as good anymore. You know, it's like, even if you have a perfect restaurant, you won't eat the same dish every day there. You don't want that. That's true. 
you, you want a new restaurant, a new dish, a different experience. This is a little bit maybe the biggest problem in our time that corporate things in repetition, in standards, in, instead of in moments and renewal. Yeah, and I think that ties back to the point you made about looking at things, you know, through the perspective of a child's eye or with wonderment that a child has. And it's hard to keep, you know, the feeling of wonderment with it's something that you've seen and done over and over and over again. And I like how you brought up the fact about being spontaneous as a leader, as a boss, or even as an employee or, you know, as a, a team member, because if you took the time out out of your day, your you know schedule, and decided to purchase something or or make something and then share it, that shows love, right? When we were going back to the feeling of love, and then also for the person that's doing it, it's breaking the repetition of whatever that schedule is, and that spontaneity, both from the receiver and the giver is bringing in that feeling of wonderment. So it's like bringing all three things together to create this really healthy environment. And I love really how you brought up the the fact about um, as entrepreneurs and even creatives, if you're a designer, a writer, a painter, whatever you're doing in the creative space, you get so absorbed into the task, the project, the business plan, the goal, the sale, and you do sometimes become neglectful of yourself or those that are around you because you're so focused in on that thing and achieving that goal or finishing the, you know, the project or the painting. And then slowly but surely, it takes its toll on your health in different ways. And it, that shows up in different ways. And so for us maybe to place on our calendar a moment of, you know, self-love, whatever that is. I'm going to go get my nails done or I'm going to go get a massage or I'm going to take a few minutes and read my favorite book or I'm going to do something spontaneous today, like literally putting it on our calendar, be spontaneous, do something different today or treat yourself or treat someone else, you know, and and maybe by um, even putting an alarm on our phone, something that simple to remind us to break us out of the the habit that we've already created can be powerful and impactful as it relates to staying healthy, keeping a strong immune system, keeping a really positive attitude. And so, yeah, really, really insightful information and great advice. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. You know, I I think maybe this is a key, you know, if you link this with creativity, you know, Mm -hmm. and creativity Mm -hmm. has to be spontaneous. You know, and it can't be the same because then it's no longer creative. Maybe this is something I think companies have to actually celebrate, like this spontaneous eruption of an event that's not planned like three weeks ahead, you know? It's (laughs) in a way like kids are. Okay, let's play that game. And everybody's involved and everybody is happy and everybody's running and everybody's like, Oh, and I'm going to be the cowboy. Okay, I'm going to be uh, the sheriff. And, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, whatever the game is, everybody involves within seconds. And I think as adults, we feel sometimes we, we can't do that. But I think we need that because let's also be honest. We all have children deep inside. Our inner child is never gone. Mm, and that's true. at the end, that's what we're doing. We're giving it attention. 
And the moment we give attention to our inner child, we start to love ourselves, we can share, we can prosper, and we can definitely grow. Yes. Oh my gosh. Bringing it back to the inner child sort of sums it all up. And when you were talking about the game, I was flashing back to (laughs) games with my brothers growing up. So, so much fun. Especially the ones who are like, hey, like you said, you know, hey, let's do this. Let's play Monopoly. Let's, you know, go outside and play, you know, tag. And All right, let's do it, you know. Exactly. And so, yeah, tapping into the inner child and giving it that attention, giving it something to find wonder about or something to love consistently. And it doesn't have to be the same thing or the same person, but, you know, Paying attention to those little things, like you said, and it, even if it means scheduling it in your calendar, <laughs> but really sort of breaking that monotony and giving focus to non-medicinal solutions that can keep you healthy. Well, thank you again so much. I took away something and I love the story about Ama with the hugs. And not only is she helping people around the world just feel better, she, you know, is impacting others to want to donate and give to her so she can continue to give to others. So, you know, something that simple and profound, I thought was really interesting as well. And all the research, um, you gave me more homework because some of these things I want to sort of dig and dive a little deeper in um, after our call. So it's, it's always a pleasure having you, Dr. Berlinger. And um, for our listeners out there, if you have any questions about anything that we talked about today or ideas or suggestions that you would like us to look a little further into, please send us an email at nl at rainmagazine.com. And if you want Dr. Berlinger to come back, like you did this time, we could do that too. So again, give us a shout out, send us an email, nl at rainmagazine.com. Dr. Bellinger, any last words? Well, a little birdie just told me the other day that the Attention Podcast is actually nominated for a film festival in LA. <laughs> so I just have to yes. share that with everybody. So this is a big yeah. thank you to our listeners. It's amazing. Thanks for the support. And I'm honored to be part of it. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Dr. Bellinger, for bringing that up. The Attention Changes Everything podcast was recently nominated for an award at the New Media Film Festival that's taken place in early June. So um, we are officially in their early lineup. So go to newmediafilmfestival.com and get your tickets, walk the red carpet, be our cheer squad in the audience. We definitely want the Unleash Your Supernova podcast to walk away with that award. And again, I'm, I'm so grateful, honored, and blessed to have Dr. Bellinger um, be a part of that journey with me with his episode, Attention Changes Everything. So yes, thank you listeners so much for your support, which has helped us with the nomination. And I want to thank you again for joining us today for another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, where we are here to bridge the gap between creativity and entrepreneurship. So you make sure to tune in to the next show and we release a new episode every two weeks and uh, we don't want you to miss it. So again, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Berlinger. And until next time. Bye. Hug away and be happy. (laughs) 